You're listening to Stimulus Tech Talk, a conversation-based podcast created by Stimulus Technologies that covers a range of topics related to business and technology. Welcome to Stimulus Tech Talk. I am Sherry Lip, Marketing Manager at Stimulus Technologies, and I'm here today with our CEO, Nathan Whitaker. And today we're going to be talking about working from home and best practices when it comes to cybersecurity. Welcome, Nathan. Morning, Sherry. To get started, this has been a big topic, obviously, over the last uh, couple of years since the pandemic, um, and it's a topic that's here to stay. Um, so what are some of the things business owners um, might not have thought of even at this point in time with work at home? Well, just kind of before we get into that, um, I, you know, honestly, work from home or remote work is, is quite a nightmare from an IT perspective. Um, it, it does change the way that um, IT providers or your IT people have to deal with the end user. And, you know, we all think about it, you know, kind of getting into your question, um, you know, work from home or remote work or just work from anywhere, um, you know, is a great thing. I think it's I think it gives a lot of opportunities for companies uh, to expand outside of you know their region, um, bring talent in um, that they might not necessarily have access to. You know, if you work in a small town or maybe you don't have that talent base where you're at, you can expand out and hire employees that might work across the country or maybe even across the world. And so it does open up a lot of opportunities for companies to grow um, that they wouldn't have had before. You know, and obviously there's some positions that will never be remote work. You know, if you are construction or in retail or whatever it may be that you have that um, you have to be on site to do your job, those employees may or may not be able to you know, have that flexibility. Uh, but for a lot of your support staff and, and for professional services companies, having that flexibility, I think, um, helps them out a lot. But, you know, things to not, you know, think about is now you're, you're from an IT perspective, you're taking devices and putting them in foreign or unfamiliar territory and aggressive territory. I mean, you could take a laptop and, you know, be at Starbucks or in a hotel or at somebody's house and that, that device is getting attacked potentially all the time. And so the protection goes, um, you're, you're eliminating one layer of protection um, from, from your devices. And it's, uh, it is a problem, but I think it's a good thing. And it's a problem that from an IT perspective, we have abilities to solve. It just takes a different look at IT. So is there a difference, um, in IT or security if an employee is just working at home, as opposed to if they're traveling or a business owner might have to travel a lot? What are there differences in the security in that? Potentially. So you you know, from a home perspective, um, you can require your employee to put some things in place that that give some additional protection. So you could segregate the device onto a separate network or separate Wi-Fi or require them to have, you know, secure routers or things like that in place. But for a lot of businesses that, you know, that might not be an option. Um, you know, maybe their employees don't have that ability or it's a shared network or whatever it may be. So in in the end, it's from an IPT perspective, it's not much different work from home versus working in a coffee shop or working from a hotel. Um, other than maybe there's there's an ability to secure the network just slightly better, but I wouldn't 
you know, from my perspective, it's all the same. What should should an employee use um, their own device or you recommend always the company providing that device? So I was just having a conversation with a prospect about this the other day um, about bring your own device versus all, you know, corporate managed devices. And I think you can do both and it's a possibility to do both, but you have to look at, especially those employee owned devices as they're unsecure also. And some considerations you should have as a business owner is think about what data they may or may not be accessing on that device. If that employee leaves, you may not have the ability to ensure that that data is removed. So let's say, for example, you have um, maybe a worst case scenario, your HR manager or a payroll person or finance person. And, you know, they, they may be using some cloud based software uh, to do that HR, but there's potential that they download some PDF reports or Word documents that contain uh, maybe employee social security numbers or bank account information or things like that that could be stored on that laptop. And the issue now is if that employee leaves or that device gets stolen or one of their kids gets on there and starts playing some video games or downloads some software, now that data um, could be exposed out uh, to the internet or could be lost forever. And you don't have any control over it potentially. Um, And so in those instances, I recommend, you know, two things, one, give them their own device and then, you know, purely secure that device or um, make them log into something like um, Azure Virtual Desktop or or Remote Desktop Server or something along those lines that they can never have company proprietary information on those personal devices. I think that that is a way to do it is certainly not still not ideal, but it is a way to give employees the ability to work from any device. And and then you don't have the ability to transfer data out of that secure environment that your company maintains. If you're thinking about that or thinking about the bring your own device is just Think about the data that might be on there and all possibilities of that data being lost. And and I and I often say, you know, how is this going to play out on the five o'clock news? You know, you don't want suddenly, you know, a local construction company lost all their employees' social security numbers on a data breach. And now they're having to provide background checks and, and uh, credit card or credit checks and things like that for their employees for 10 years because... Um, you know, they lost that data on a personal laptop. So think about how it would play out on the five o'clock news when making any of these decisions. In addition to um, what what devices an employee use, what other kind of considerations should an employer be thinking about before um, allowing maybe their either their you know their entire office or maybe an individual employee um, to work from home? I think one of the biggest things companies need to think about is communication. You know, it was so easy per se in an office to have inner office relationships and inter-office communications. And whether you are a regional or multinational company or you're just allowing your employees to work remotely at home, you know, one of the things you have to deal with is how to how to communicate effectively inside your company because, you know, work from home or remote work, you, you don't end up with that hallway or water cooler talk that um, or just popping into somebody's office to talk to them that you would traditionally. And so I think companies have to be, you know, have to think about those aspects of working together that is eliminated because of the remote work and 
try to be intentional about creating those opportunities as much as possible. The great thing is, is, you know, there's technologies out there to do that, whether you're using Teams or Slack or some of these video conferencing tools, you know, there's ways to have that integration that, you know, is is not the same, but it could be similar and and allow for the employees to interact better. So I think communication is is a big aspect you have to consider and you have to be intentional about it as a it's not going to happen naturally. You know, how many times have you sat on the beginning of a Zoom meeting and everybody's just like staring at their phones or, you know, doing some work or whatever it may be. And then suddenly the meeting starts and in a conference room, you know, you'd sit and chat with each other and get, you know, how's, you know, how's your dad doing? And congratulations on your kid graduating from high school or whatever it may be. You know, you have that small talk where you don't, it's in Zoom meetings or these video conferences, you don't necessarily have that. So just being intentional, creating that culture and creating those opportunities. What are there ways for employers to ensure that their, their employees are working when they're at home? You know, is can't you can't see them anymore. Man, I, I can't tell you how many requests I've had um, over the last three years for basically spying on your employees. There are some legal questions about that. And every state's a little bit different. So you might want to, if you if you want to monitor your employees, whether they're in office or working remotely, um, there there's some legal questions that I'd suggest talking to counsel about. So I do get that request. I personally, this is a personal philosophy of mine. I don't think that's productive for anybody because now you're micromanaging the employee and now you're also dedicating resources and time to monitoring and micromanaging uh, that team member. So my, my philosophy is, is set some goals and some key performance indicators and focus on the results of the employee of what they're doing and then uh, monitor those um, rather than monitoring everything they do, because, you know, in the office, they're probably playing solitaire to a period, you know, at times uh, on their computer. You know, they, there's things that happen, whether they're in the office or out of the office, that's not productive. But as long as, you know, whether they're in the office or out of the office, understand that there's going to be distractions, there's going to be times that it's not productive work. But I don't think you can force the productivity by, you know, monitoring everything the employees are doing. So just, you know, looking at those end goals, setting those KPIs in place and uh, ensuring those are getting done and then you know knowing that that that's what the employee is doing and they're going to accomplish it and it, it gives them some more flexibility too i i think the remote work is is some flexibility of of you know maybe they'll jump on at seven o'clock at night or nine o'clock at night to to finish up some work and you wouldn't go back to the office to do that maybe maybe not but there's there's definitely some flexibilities and and great employees will will you know will rise to the occasion and find those times to get to get the work done and make it flexible for them from an employee standpoint what are some things that they should be thinking about if they're working at home as far as security i think that's probably the big thing is, is it's the same same issues you know making sure that all their devices in the household have some type of security protections. You know, your kids' computers, they're always bringing new devices in, their friends or whatever it may be. And just thinking about, you know, that, that is a secure environment too. Um, you know, there's a lot of routers out there now that have separate, you know, Wi-Fi networks for, for guests versus, um, you know, for personal devices. So think about that. You know, if I, I have kids and friends come over, ask for the Wi-Fi password, and we have, you know, a separate guest Wi-Fi that they can get on. Um, and it just gives a, the ability for, you know, 
for protections of your own devices too. And it's just, it's amazing in the households, how connected they are, you know, refrigerators and toasters and TVs and everything are on the network and are, you know, are those all secure too? And so there's a lot of data I think people are trying to protect internally and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to have an external device, you know, causing issues on your internal network, even at home. So what steps should, as you know, somebody's preparing to work from home, what steps should be taken by the company to ensure security, you know, ahead of time? So all devices, you know, in IT standpoint, we are now securing endpoints and, making sure that there's advanced protections in place on all the devices. So we recommend for any mobile device to have uh, next generation antivirus on it, which is doing a lot more work on the system than just a standard antivirus software. So next generation antivirus, having um, what's called DNS filtering. So that's ensuring that all the websites you're visiting are uh, adhering to the corporate policies and also protects you from going out to, you know, rogue websites or those, you know, those spam or, or uh, targeted um, websites, at attackers' websites. And I, you know, kind of today, I also recommend moving towards zero trust platform that you have um, software on the on the computer that's ensuring that only the, the applications um, that should be on that computer are running and they're behaving like they should. And so we'll probably get in depth in this in another conversation about zero trust. It's a complex topic, but that's it. You have to build a bubble, putting your computer around in, in a bubble in an IT space um, with all these protections in place. And so one last question here from your personal experience, you know, moving an, an office that was in office to one that was remote. Um, what are the your biggest things you think you learned from that? You know, it, this isn't an IT thing, but uh, it, it it's intentional culture. Um, and ensuring that uh, from a company standpoint that we're doing things to still integrate. You know, for us, at the same time we were dealing with COVID and, and um, working from home in our headquarters in Las Vegas, um, we were expanding geographically. So we had opened up about a year and a half before COVID hit uh, an office in Southern California. We acquired a company in the Midwest, uh, in Missouri, and you know, we were dealing with integration from a regional perspective also. And that's been difficult, you know, for a small business to do. I think, you know, you go work for a small business, you're used to dealing with the same people. You go into the office, you see that, you know, you see the people. It's it's much harder once you expand outside of that, you know, small integrated company. And so you just have to be intentional about what you want as a culture. Do you want all, all your team members, wherever they at, to be completely integrated, or do you want to allow people to work in, you know, silos of small teams or regional? Whatever you want to do, just be intentional about it. But just that's what I've learned is it's it's much harder whether you're in the same city all working remotely or you know across the world working uh, independently. You just have to decide what you want as a company and, and make those decisions. And there's definitely technology out there to allow you to do it. Um, and that's a great thing we have today. I mean, internet connections have gotten so much better. Everybody has a webcam now. Microsoft and Google and, and Zoom and these companies have come out with technologies to allow us to collaborate and work together very efficiently. Um, so it's it's great. I mean, you can do whatever you want as a company. Just, just make sure you do what you want it what you want to do. So much valuable information there for businesses. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you, Nathan. Thanks, Sherry. Um, be sure to subscribe and tune into our next show.